The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome, everyone. Welcome to National Epilepsy Month in the United States. As you know, I'm a woman living with epilepsy. This is the month we will be featuring leaders in the epilepsy community and advocates. And it is my honor to have with us today one of my most favorite people in the whole world, a great leader that's fighting the fight for people living with epilepsy. She is the executive director of the Epilepsy Foundation of Western and Central PA, which I'm on the board of, and I always tell people we are so lucky because we have the greatest executive director in America right here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Welcome to the show, Judy Painter. Ms. Bender, thank you so much. You say so many kind things. I'm going to carry a tape recorder around with me, and, uh, and, and anytime I want to hear something nice, I'm going to put your voice on, because you not only say that things, kind things to me, but you say that to everyone. And we all appreciate your upbeat attitude and the kindness that you show the world. Well, you're, one of those, you're, you're one of those angels that God put on earth to make other people feel better about themselves. Yeah, well, the feeling is mutual. So, Judy, since we have people throughout the world listening, and by the way, we love having Judy on this show. We've had her on before, and she is fantastic every time. But for everyone listening, Judy, why don't you tell them about the Epilepsy Foundation of Western and Central PA? Well, uh, Joyce, uh, we're soon going to be um, celebrating our 40th anniversary uh, as an agency here in Pittsburgh. Uh, we started as the Allegheny uh, chapter and uh, grew into the Epilepsy Foundation, Western Pennsylvania, taking uh, over you know, the whole western part of the state, and then we uh, increased our footprint to serve people in central Pennsylvania, and we have offices uh, not only in Pittsburgh but in Harrisburg and in Johnstown. So we're serving a lot of people. Um, uh, one of the things that, that, that we're working, some of the things that we work on, of course, uh, are very basic things, and that is teaching people about seizure recognition and first aid. So we go out to uh, many, many schools and uh, talk to thousands of people about seizure recognition and first aid. And as I'm sure you're aware, many people think that uh, a grand mal seizure is the only type of seizure there is. So very often uh, seizures are not recognized uh, not only by teachers or parents or even by some physicians don't recognize a complex partial seizure 
certainly first responders don't. Uh, and so we do a lot of education, and I think that's one of our primary uh, responsibilities. Uh, we also offer summer camps for children with epilepsy uh, because they are denied that experience <coughs> because no one will let a child who has a seizure disorder slash epilepsy uh, come to camp because they require medication. So we provide uh, pediatricians uh, and our own counselors, and uh, therefore children who would not uh, have an opportunity to attend a typical camp experience will can be mainstreamed uh, with our help into enjoying that uh, lifetime experience. We have senior, you know, we have uh, retreats for children. We have a youth council. Uh, we have social events. Just this past Saturday, uh, it was kind of windy, but we had over a hundred people at a picnic uh, for families. Uh, uh, who have children with epilepsy or adults with epilepsy, and uh, we had games, we had people blowing up balloons, uh, we have face painting and spin art, and tacos in a bag, and everyone had a great time. So that's one social event that we had. We have Christmas parties, uh, and uh, we also take our programs very seriously. Uh, we have people who uh, work with adults with epilepsy, so uh, we have a wide range uh, of programs, and I think that we do them very well. I'm very, very proud of my staff. I had someone come up to me at the picnic, as a matter of fact, who knows you, Joyce. Uh, she works at Bear Corporation, and uh, she just she and her husband and children uh, were leaving, and they thanked me so much uh, for the work that our staff has been doing with them. They love uh working with us, uh, that they came in to see us, and all of the paperwork was there, and they learned so much more about epilepsy than they had ever known before, and it took away a lot of the fear. So that's just some of the things we do. <clears throat> wow. Hey, listen, if you are living in the area of western or central Pennsylvania, and you are listening because you have a child living with epilepsy or a teenager or you yourself, but you need support and you need help, make sure you get in touch with Judy at the Epilepsy Foundation of Western and Central PA. Judy, what is that website? Uh, that would be www.efwp.org. Okay. And, it, and, it, and it's a great website. E as in Edward, or E as in epilepsy, F as in foundation, W as in Western, P as in Pennsylvania. All right, make sure you heard it. Make sure you get in touch if you need help, and it is a fantastic website. Um, and I don't understand, Judy, why people only think of, as you said, the grand mal seizure when they think of epilepsy. Right. I guess I guess that's because it's been shown the most in, you know, the media or movies or talked about the most or, or just that when people see that, they say, oh, that's epilepsy, but they don't know. And it's the most feared. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, and, right. And, and I don't think they, many people know even what an absent seizure is. No, and there are many different kinds of seizures. You know, it could just be your eyes blinking. Uh, very, very often children and adults, especially senior citizens, you know, oh, Grandma can't hear what I'm saying, or she's not listening, or she doesn't remember anything anymore. Uh, this is our, our, our largest growing population of senior citizens that are having seizures. 
but even children who are in a classroom, they can just be blinking, and that is seizure activity, and no one knows it, and it is mistaken for uh, behavioral problems. And, uh, you know, so so often people, uh, I was talking to Kelly Fry, who is uh, a news anchor in Pittsburgh, and uh, she has a child who, ha- with other disabilities, also has seizures. And she said she was talking to a mother and, you know, whose child was born uh, with, with several disabilities, and they were expecting this, the child may have seizures. And she said, you know, sometimes he's just staring off into space. And Kelly said, you know, I don't want to frighten you. And what, And that's one of the things we've got to, we need to talk about. But she said, I don't want to frighten you, but uh, that can very easily be a seizure. So, you know, this mother who has a baby who's just staring off into space, it may not be a seizure. I'm not saying that it's definitely a seizure, but it's a possibility that that is a seizure. Yeah, right. And you're so much better off being educated and finding out about this. Because believe me, if I had not become involved with the Epilepsy Foundation, yes, I know about the grandma, but I didn't know about complex partial seizures. Right. I didn't know about obson seizures, so if I didn't know, who and I was the chair just recently for the past two years, you know, this is how you get educated. You need to be educated. And, you know, Judy, um, I didn't have seizures for a long time, but when I changed medication recently, I did have a seizure, and I had never had a complex partial seizure. You know, I would always... I don't have the full chronic tonic where, you know, where you have the convulsion, but I fall to the ground with the first part, rigid, uh, you know, uh, eyes yeah. staring up. I have that part. But I had never had a complex partial seizure, and during that seizure I was even partially conscious. Sure. Which That's made it worse. Tonic. That made it worse. Because right. with the tonic clonic, I you know, or with a tonic seizure, you're unconscious right. for you know for that few minutes of time. But um, but I really think it's important. Don't be afraid to ask. Too many people are afraid to ask, and too many people are afraid to ask when they have a child. And one of the reasons is because they fear hearing the truth because they don't want to deal with it or acknowledge it, you know, due to shame or just not wanting their child, you know, to have epilepsy, and that is the absolute worst thing you can do. Well, absolutely. I mean, if we could just let people know that some people have wear glasses, some people have diabetes, some people have other things, this is not the end of the world. Uh, And it's only because of archaic attitudes uh, that this continues, and if people will just talk about it, uh, as we've talked many times, uh, and it will so lessen the power uh, that we have given to this ridiculousness of being afraid to see someone have a seizure. I mean, you know, and the sooner the people get treated for their seizures, the the better it is. You know, the the, the you know the less likely that you're going to have developmental delays. So, you know. We really have to get the word out, and, you know, I think that the Epilepsy Foundation is the place and the people to do this. I really do. And we're going to keep talking about it as much as we can. 
Yeah, so you understand this. Yes, there is the National Epilepsy Foundation that I was the chair of, but there are affiliates or chapters across the United States, such as Judy is right here in Pittsburgh and Western, uh, I mean in Central PA. And those are the people that are really uh, there on the ground, dealing with families, dealing with children. That's really where you should go. You should go to the affiliate. Um, and I'm not meaning you should never contact National, but I'm saying for support right where you live, that's what I'd do. I'd go to the affiliate because that way you can talk to people immediately that are there and they can counsel you and meet with your family and get your family involved because, you know, they know your city and they know how to help in that area. So with that, we're going to go to break if you just tuned in. We're talking to Judy Painter, the Executive Director of the Epilepsy Foundation of Western and Central Pennsylvania as we kick off Epilepsy Month where we're talking to leaders, advocates, and people in the community about living with epilepsy. We'll be right back with Judy. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Explore the power and beauty in yourself and in others. Tune in to The Stacy Stern Show, enriching you. Every week, Stacy Stern will connect you with men and women who are living and working from a place of passion. Stacy's guests include successful authors, filmmakers, actors, experts, and leaders. You'll hear what inspires each of them, and you'll be turned on to great films, books, and new media. Tune in to The Stacy Stern Show, enriching you, Tuesdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. There are a number of health and social services available to individuals for low cost or no cost. Now there's a radio program devoted to bringing you the information you need. Tune in to Outreach Today with host Melissa Jenkins-Simon. Our program promotes the benefits and services of CI Incorporated, providing health and social services over a wide spectrum of resources and agencies. We want to help you. Tune in to Outreach Today, Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. Welcome back as we're celebrating Epilepsy Month in the United States. And we have as our guest today the Executive Director of 
the Epilepsy Foundation of Western and Central Pennsylvania to kick off the month. Um, and one thing, Judy, that I wanted to ask you is, you know, you were alluding to how people don't want to see someone have a convulsion. Is that the reason you think so many people are afraid to disclose they have epilepsy? Because, of course, some of them do not have a convulsion. They have a complex partial seizure or obstant seizure or the way I was with just the tonic part. Why do you think people don't want anyone to know? Well, uh, I think that it starts, I'll tell you one little story. Um, of a, a gentleman who I happened to, I didn't know. I knew his wife a long time ago, and he showed up for one of our walks. And, um, and Alan Fanica was there, and Alan talked about, was very open about having epilepsy. And so I talked to this person, he said, for the first time in his life, a weight was lifted off of his shoulders, because when he was diagnosed when he was 18 years old, he said to the doctor, so I have epilepsy. And he said the doctor literally jumped out of his seat and said, don't ever use that word again. You'll never get a job. You'll never get insurance. You'll never this. You'll never that. So although I have great respect for the medical community and want to be equal partners with them in working with people with epilepsy, I think sometimes you know, they create that feeling of, you know, you don't want to use that word. Because to tell you the truth, Joyce, they, there, there is discrimination against anyone with any illness, yeah, you know, within you know like the insurance industries and and schools and you know, well, you know they don't understand what what they're dealing with, so their first reaction is not to do anything. Uh, as I said, one of the major things that we do is is we also go into schools and do individual education plans with uh, our children. Because the schools know that kids can play football, that they can play basketball, that they can participate in any other activities. You know, sometimes there are just special accommodations that need to be made for these children, uh, and uh, they need to be educated about that because people just don't know, and because they don't know what they don't know, they fear. So, uh, you know, very often doctors will tell you know, children or the parents of children, you know, uh, that they have a seizure disorder. And so it's very hard to break through this barrier if no one thinks that they have epilepsy and they all think they have seizure disorders. Now, if someone has you know, something that's very severe, then they'll refer, refer to it as epilepsy and call it the Epilepsy Foundation. But if someone has complex partial seizures and they feel that they're being controlled by uh, medication, and if they'll say, you know, the parent will say, does my child have epilepsy? And the doctor will say, uh, well, what do you think that means? And then they'll talk about somebody with a child, you know, like a, in a helmet and uh, you know, severely developmentally de- delayed and so on. And, and therefore, then the doctor will say, well, no, that's not what your child has. Your child has a seizure disorder. So... Um, we just have to educate a lot of people because they're not they're doing a disservice to their patients because people with epilepsy are covered under the Americans with Disabilities Act. Uh, they have rights as students to receive accommodations in their schools. Um, they you know they can't be uh, you know put off in a room somewhere and 
there are just so many things that are covered under the American with Disabilities Act that help children with epilepsy or adults with epilepsy that the medical community is really not doing them any favors by calling it a seizure disorder. Mm-hmm. Right. <clears throat> you know, I can't believe hearing you tell this story. Uh, and I know I've told you this, but I don't know if my listeners have ever heard about this. I know the part you all know is that my epilepsy was misdiagnosed. I, I didn't, the doctor made a mistake. I, he called it feigning spells. Uh, they weren't feigning spells, they were seizures. And not knowing this, I was not medicated. And I had a seizure one night at a movie theater where they had hard tile, and I hit the floor so hard I fractured my skull had an intracranial brain hemorrhage, broke all the bones in my right ear, and ended up having life-saving brain surgery. But what you may not know, although you've been listening to the show for uh, hopefully the eight years I've had this show, what you may not know is that I could not wait for the first time I had to see the neurosurgeon just to make sure everything was okay. And so, you know, he checked me. He said, yes, you know, you're doing very well. I said, good. I said, you know, I just can't believe I have epilepsy. And he said, don't say that. Mm-hmm. You, you don't say that. You don't have epilepsy. I said, oh, well, that's what they said, you know, in the hospital. No, you don't. You have a seizure disorder. And now, here's the thing. I was so uneducated about epilepsy, that for a short time period, I thought that was different. Of course. And I talked to one doctor, and he said the difference between a seizure disorder and epilepsy is the difference between a woman and a female. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. You you know, but I'm saying, Judy, I thought it was something different. I thought, oh, there's this thing called a seizure disorder, and then there's epilepsy. And he said, don't ever say epilepsy. Of course, one of the first people that told me don't say seizure disorder was Tony Coelho. Right. He said, I say, yeah, I have a seizure disorder. He said, no, you don't. You have epilepsy. That's it. From that day forward, I have epilepsy. But that is amazing that even doctors know they have a stigma attached to the word but not to seizure disorder. Isn't that funny? I don't think it's funny at all. I know what you mean when you say it, but I have been working in this field for so many years, I don't think it's funny at all. I am furious about it, and I want the doctors to start calling it what it is. Yeah, and well, I don't understand it either. I, I really don't, because maybe they're Because they're not, not part of the solution, they're being part of the problem. Correct. See, when you do that, what you're really saying, like what that was really saying to me is, that's bad. Apple, of course, bad. he was saying to you that... Epilepsy is something that's very bad. This is don't bad. say, yeah, and don't, don't talk, say. And don't you tell anybody about that. Don't you use that word. And when I first was here, I was a one-person office, and I answered every single telephone call, and people told me that to please send them some information, but whatever I do, don't put my return address on it because they don't want the mailman to know that they're getting information from the Epilepsy Foundation. Oh, when you told me that, I just could not believe, but I do believe it. That's the fear. I do. That's the fear that people live in, the fear uh, that they're going to lose control, the fear that someone's going to make fun of them. I mean, there is no reason for that to go on in today's society. There's no reason for it. 
I mean, people will pick anything to be precious about, but this, there is no reason. Epilepsy is a disorder of the brain, just like anything, any other chronic condition is, and it is something that everyone should know about, be aware of, know what it looks like. I personally think more people have seizures than have heart attacks. I want to create a, a robot like Annie that mimics seizures and lets people know what to do in case someone has a seizure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we need to grow. <clears throat> we, need to, you know, we need to stop putting our head in the sand and not being open about the fact that epilepsy does exist. It's always going to exist. One in ten people will have a seizure in their lifetime. Not one in ten people will have a heart attack in their lifetime. And people don't know what to do in case someone has a seizure. I'm very passionate about this. Well, you know what? No, I'm glad you are. You know what, Judy? Here's the part I think is, okay, not, I'm using that word funny, but odd. I say odd. Here's what I think is odd. The part that people fear the most is when the person actually has the seizure, right? You know, yeah. whenever they're, and yet they say don't call it epilepsy, call it a seizure disorder. Right. I was, uh, my husband and I, who happens, he happens to be a neurologist, we were in an airport and a, a gentleman had a seizure, a grandma seizure. And, you know, people were flying all over the place. They didn't know what to do. And so, you know, we turned them over on the side. We moved things away, you know. And then, um, you know, all these big hunks of men came in with, you know, their big, you know, uh, they were, I guess, firefighters or something, uh, EMS people. You know, like, and they're big and they're strong and they've got uniforms and boots and they're, they're walking down. You know, like you see like 10 of them walking down towards us, you know. And so I'm trying to tell them to please leave him laying on his side. We have more than one story about this, don't we, Joyce? But anyway, but anyway, you know, they drag him up and put him in his seat. And I ask him if he's ever had a seizure before. And the guy is postictal has no idea what they're saying to him, and he said no. And so, so, you know, it was like, okay, everything's all right. You're like, this guy, this has never happened to this person before. And I know, having talked to people for many years, that, you know, they'll have a grandma seizure, and they don't know what happens until they, they don't remember anything until they wake up in the hospital. So whatever they may be answering, these doctors or first responders, they don't know what they're saying. Right, because you're you're disoriented when right. you first come to. So you know what I mean. As you said, we need to educate the medical field about right. epilepsy. Yes. But with yes. that, hey, I'm going to go to break, uh, and then we'll be back. This is Joyce Bender, a woman living with epilepsy, at VoiceAmerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back with Judy. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Very rarely does our news media spotlight some of the good things that are happening in our world. For more of these good stories and the people that are creating them, tune in to Bread for the Journey with Mariana Cacciatore. Whether these good acts stem from personal tragedy or just a desire to help out and make this a better world in which to live, you'll find inspiration in every week's program. 
Connect with those that are doing something great for a change. Listen for Bread for the Journey, Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. Each week, Jimmy Gould brings you the stories and the people that you want to hear about. Tune in to A Current Life to hear about the journey to success, how our guests became the people they are today, and the highs and lows they experienced along the way. Each hour will leave you inspired and entertained as Jimmy gets up close and personal with every week's guest and shares ideas you can identify with and apply to your own life. A Current Life with Jimmy Gould airs Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you exploring the changes in your life? We are continually evolving our lives into wellness, tranquility, and personal power. When you open your mind and heart to your spiritual strength and power within, you create the most wonderful and meaningful life. Unlock the infinite power of your mind and your creative being. Tune in to This Amazing Life with Dr. Phil Nurnberger, live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel and explore the strength and wisdom that comes from within. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back to the show. We are celebrating National Epilepsy Month in the United States, and we are talking about it. My guest today is Judy Painter the executive director of the Epilepsy Foundation in Western and Central PA. And, Judy, before I go to the next question, I mean, I can't help it. I have to talk about this. We were talking before break about <clears throat> someone having a seizure and the person wanting to move them and it not be properly handled. And I happen to remember at the Epilepsy Walk that you sponsor here in Pittsburgh when a young woman had a seizure and the uh, EMS people were moving her head and uh, trying. Do, do you remember that? Yes, they, uh, they put a neck brace on her. Um, they strapped her onto uh, a, 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 a carrier. They strapped her down and put a neck brace on her. And I was very, very concerned that she might go into another grand mal seizure and break her neck or break yeah. her arms. I mean, yeah, so, you know. so don't ever let someone do that. I know you wouldn't know, but if you're with the person, don't ever let them do that. And you know what, Judy, if they do have a grand But I think they were ready to arrest us, Joyce. I know, because we told them it wasn't right, and they were so angry at us. They really were. We were right. We, that, that would have, they would have let us out of jail in, a, in two minutes. Yeah, Judy and I were going to be put in prison right here in Pittsburgh. <laughs> uh, but, Judy, just for a quick moment, could you quickly tell people what to do if they see someone have a grand mal seizure? 
Okay. Uh, one thing that they have to realize if someone's having a grand mal seizure, uh, yeah, that sometimes it looks like a heart attack or a stroke. Somebody falls to the ground and, uh, you know, they, they, they're, they're shaking. They may turn blue. They absolutely cannot swallow their tongue. It's, you know, it's an absolute impossibility for someone to swallow their tongue. So never, ever, ever put anything into anyone's mouth. Or try to do that. You know, what you do want to do is to protect them from any nearby uh, um, objects. You know, that, that may be in a way that uh, they may hit their hand or their head on. Uh, and if they have a tie on, you want to loosen their tie. Or, uh, uh, and if they have tight jewelry on, you just you you might want to put something underneath their head if you have a jacket or something, just so that they are comfortable. Uh, now, if this, if this is a seizure that lasts longer than five minutes, then you might want to call, you know, uh, an ambulance. But you do not have to call an ambulance every time someone has a seizure, you know, because they're very expensive and, you know, people can't afford to pay for it and sometimes insurance won't cover it. So really what you really want to do uh, is make sure that that person is okay and when they come to realize that they may not know exactly what you're talking about, but they will come to and they will probably be tired after that. But if a seizure lasts longer than five minutes, then I definitely would call an emergency service. Right, because it's never to be that long. Or if the woman is pregnant or maybe it's the first time you don't know the person. uh, But, you know, I tell people all the time, Hey, if I have a seizure at work, do not call 911, which my staff would not because they're so educated about this. But, you know, here's the person at work. They have a seizure. They call 911. Now the whole world, you see this ambulance coming. And instead of, by the way, it reinforcing, hey, I'm okay. Right. I come out of this, it's instead, oh, my God, they have this serious illness. Exactly. So, yeah, so, you know, don't do that. Uh, Um don't restrain them either. You know, I, my brother is very intelligent. His daughter had her first seizure uh, on a highway, and they dragged her out of the car and put her on her back, which was the last thing that you're supposed to do. And I said, what did you do then? And, you know, he he says, we were holding her down. I said, for, for what? He said, so she would stop shaking. I said, no, that's, that's, not, not, what you, that's not what you do when someone has a seizure. You just put them on their side, let it take its course. But they were so afraid, they just didn't know what to do. The other thing that sometimes people try to do is artificial respiration. Don't do that. You know, just turn the person on their side. You know, I know it looks, it could look very bad, but it's not as bad as it looks. Right. Unless it lasts a long time. That's right. Hey, uh, Judy, something I wanted to talk about for a few minutes is that, as you know, I have a major campaign to stop bullying. Yes. And I wondered if you had any advice for parents, you know, where their children are being bullied at school because all you have to do is be in any grade. You know, I don't care if it's fifth grade, tenth grade, 11th grade, but have a seizure in the the hall um, and you know how kids are going to be about that. So do you have any advice about that? Well, first of all, I want everyone to know that, you know, bullying has to stop, and no matter what circumstance, and I will talk specifically about epilepsy, but, you know, a bully is someone who has low self-esteem, they feel very insecure, you know, they're usually seething with some sort of resentment and bitterness and all this kind of stuff, 
So you're not dealing with a normal person. You're dealing some, with someone who I think is mentally ill, that they would take out their own sense of insecurity on another human being and bully them. Uh, so uh, know that if you are a child or someone else who's being bullied, and uh, I know that you know that you know kids don't want to go to school because they're afraid that they're going to be bullied by this this terribly insecure person who just has to make other people look bad in order for themselves to look better. But you know the thing that uh, you know you have to do is really make sure that you respect the child. You know the the child with epilepsy. Make sure you let them know that they're unique and that they're special in this world, and you talk to them about their strengths and you know, uh, you know, to help them, you know, feel really competent in every, everything that they're doing. You know, this is just, you know, building up self-esteem in the person that has epilepsy who may have lost some of that self-esteem by the diagnosis itself because so many people try to hide it. And, you know, if it comes out, then the bully, re- bully really feels that they have something that they can attack because they've found a, a perceived weakness in the person. So the person, I think, really needs to show strength. Uh, and, you know, you should encourage your child's independence at home and in school uh, and wherever he is, you know, uh, you know. Just make the child feel better about themselves and find the child's strengths and really encourage that child to, to uh, you know, be better at what they're doing. You know, I know some parents just say to the child, you know, you've heard uh, Barack Obama say things like his mother said, you know, I don't like getting up at 4.30 in the morning either you know, to teach you and to make you study, but you just suck it up and, and, and you know, be the best that you can be. And uh, encourage them to, to find peers, you know, that will support them. Yeah, that's a good point because, listen, there is always strength in numbers. Remember what I told you about the Epilepsy Foundation of Western Essential PA? Judy has, uh, you know, a youth council. She has events where there are, you know, young people with epilepsy, and there isn't anything better you can do than get your child involved because then they see I'm not the only one. Yeah, there are other people living with epilepsy. Absolutely, absolutely, and they can talk to each other. And we have some wonderful people on our youth council, and 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 uh, and it's it's nice to have young people talk about it and talk about it with each other. You know, so you really want to, you know, it's not only with epilepsy, but with, but with any other situation. You know, like you have to encourage your child to you know have self-esteem and and. Uh, have other social contacts and to, uh, you know, just work on that person being the best person that they can be. And uh, if, you know, sometimes I think that bullies don't even know that they're being a bully. I, I, because they they are so, so, you know, insecure themselves that they they think that this is somehow going to make them feel better. Uh, So I, I, I I guess I'm just so amazed by how it's becoming so much worse than it is. Yeah, Uh, I don't know why that is, but you're right. It is worse. It is much worse. Uh, But, again, if that happens, don't keep it a secret. You have to tell someone. You Mm -hmm. must tell someone. And, again, get involved, like with the Epilepsy Foundation of Western and Central PA, 
Um, and, you know, that is the way to go. Well, hey, Judy, as you know, our interim CEO is the one and only Tony Quello. Oh, gosh, yes. I know. What do you think about that? I think she's one of the best people in the world. Uh, I'm proud to know Tony. Uh, he's the author of the American with Disabilities Act. And, um, you know, we as a family uh, at the Epilepsy Foundation, you know, the world is changing. Uh, you see what's happening on Wall Street. Uh, you saw what happened with the Tea Party. You know, people are, 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 you know, the world is just changing and people are feeling insecure. And I think some of that is goes into, you know, even our work environments. And, um, you know, you know, I have the opportunity to be on an organizational review, and uh, we're taking a look at the Epilepsy Foundation, how it is today. And, um, you know, Tony's a very strong person, and I think if anyone is going to be out there and be able to take an honest look at the Epilepsy Foundation as it exists today and take a look at how we can change, become better, and to serve more people with epilepsy, that Tony is the right person and the leader who is going to make that happen. He will do whatever it takes. I know Tony. I know he's a fighter. I know that he will do whatever it takes to make sure that more people with epilepsy are being served and that, you know, more research is being done and 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 I really look forward to working with him on that. Oh, we're lucky. This is like a dream come true. It really is. So I agree with you 100%. I really do, and I think you're going to see us go places we've never gone before, and I mean successfully. Right. Okay, well, you know, that is such a happy topic, uh, but I'm afraid I'm going to be talking about something that is not a happy topic. But why I decided to talk about it on the radio show is because it's not talked about. You know, Mm -hmm. this is one of those, uh, you know, let's keep it in the corner, let's hide this, no one wants to know about it. Yeah, Uh, if epilepsy is a dirty little secret, this is really going to be a dirty little secret. Right. That's exactly right, Judy. And what I'm referring to is SUDEP. Right. Um, And, Judy, I wondered if you could explain that to our listeners. Well, I'm frankly, I'm glad that I finally have a name attached to it because I've been working at the foundation for many years and people have died unexpectedly and no one really talked about why that happened. You know, you would hear things and, you know, they suffocated. Uh, or, you know, so it was sort of maybe putting a lot of guilt on people who were with them or who weren't with them at the time, you know, thinking that, gee, had I been there, I could have changed that. But that's not necessarily what SUDEP is. SUDEP is sudden unexplained death in an epilepsy patient. So if someone suffocates, they know that it was a seizure, you know, or if they drown, you know, they know that somebody may have had a seizure and, and drowned. You know, and there are many, many cases. I talked to uh, a medical examiner from Allegheny County alone, and he said uh, that he has at least one seizure-related death a week. And that's just in Allegheny County. That, that is mind-boggling. Isn't that mind-boggling? Yes, it's and terrible. I mean, that is unbelievable. 
Um, but just as you said, you know what? Once again, I didn't understand this. So if someone would had epilepsy, mm-hmm. and I would hear, you know, they just found them, you know, in bed or wherever they just found them, uh, and you know what? They had died. Right away, people would say to me, oh, you know what must have happened? They were sleeping, like face down, and they suffocated. Mm-hmm. I can't begin to tell you how many people told me that. That's and right. so that that's what I thought. I no, did think that. I know. That's what I thought too. And and it, it it came about that it really isn't that. This is something that affects the heart and the lungs. And um you know, doctors again we're having another discussion with doctors. Some doctors think that, you know, under no circumstances uh should you tell someone that uh someone can die from Epilepsy, you know, and they refuse to bring it up, and they, you know, they they you know they say it's so rare, it's one in a thousand people. Well, you know, it's not one in a thousand people if you get to someone who has seizures that are uncontrolled. You know, then it goes down to one in one hundred and fifty people, and that is, uh, you, you know, now you're talking about this is not only a possibility. You know, you, this may happen to you. Um, I can say now that finally that people are talking about SUDEP. Uh, we had uh, uh, a little girl in the Pittsburgh area who died from SUDEP. And um, her family has, a, has a, a fundraiser every year just to bring children together because, and do the things that her daughter liked to do so, so much. And they have really taken SUDEP on as a cause, and they've donated you know, money to research Baylor uh, College uh, in Texas who, you know, they're coming up with, with some sort of genetic tie where they think that they're, they're going to be able to identify whether or not somebody has the possibility of having SUDEP, um, you know, but it's very controversial. They have SUDEP grief groups, you know, in Australia, Canada, Great Britain, but it's something that they've never done in the United States. So there, you know, there are people who are, are trying to bring together people whose children have died from SUDEP. But uh, it's hard to get the people, people to talk about that. And, uh, again, it's something else that needs to be talked about. You know, when, a par- when someone is diagnosed with leukemia or is diagnosed with cancer, you know, Families know that there's a possibility that that child may not live forever, although, you know, the statistics on those things are getting better and better and better. Uh, I'm not saying that, you know, the first thing that you say to a family is your child has epilepsy and there's a possibility that they might die from something called SUDEP, but it should be part of the literature uh, that is given out about epilepsy, and at some time, you know, if a parent wants to discuss that, then it should certainly be discussed because the parents become very, very angry uh, when they are told about SUDEP after the fact, after it's happened to their child, and they're like, no one ever told me that this was even a possibility. You know, should I have had an alarm? Should I, you know, should I have done this? Because the guilt is just so overwhelming when their child dies. You know, I've been to funeral homes where the... You know, like the mother has you know, held me and said, you know, like, why was last night different from any other night? You know, like, what could I have done? I mean, they're just devastated by it. And they didn't even know that there was a word for it. Well, you know what? Again, 
You need to be educated. And I'm glad Judy talked about it. You can go to the Epilepsy Foundation website and read about this. You can call Judy and get help about this. But listen, don't be afraid to ask. Hey, Judy, I know we don't have a lot of time here, but before the show ends, how can someone make a donation? Uh, very easy. Very easy. <laughs> uh, if you go to our website, EFW dot org uh, on the first page in the lower left hand corner there's a button uh, there's a little square that says uh, donate now and you can just donate you know hit that button and donate one eight hundred three six one that's three six one five eight eight five and um, I don't know if anyone has a pen and paper but it's weird. I think it would be easier to call and get our address. Uh, and listen, if you ever forget their uh, website, if you go to the National Epilepsy Foundation, you just go to Pennsylvania and you can find it. But let me just say this. I don't care if it's $10 or $2,000. Every dollar helps. So please, if you're listening to the show, make a donation. Well, Judy, before we end the show, what message would you like to leave with our listeners today? I have a little saying that says, no act of kindness, however small, is ever wasted. Boy, isn't that true. And that, that is a great quote. That really is. And it is never wasted. Um, I want to tell you, Judy, I want to thank you again for the unbelievable leadership nationally and the great work you're doing in Pennsylvania. You are a blessing to us all. Keep up the great work. Well, thank you, Joyce, and uh, thank you for inviting me to be your guest. And uh, I look forward to seeing you. You will. Okay, hey, listen, folks, we end with a quote every show. This one is Tony Quello. When you get a chance to take the podium, speak up. And when it's about epilepsy, make sure you do that. You're listening to Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff and management.